Is this frequency in use? Welcome to Southgate Vibes, a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate Amateur Radio News. I'm Steve Richards, Golf 4 Hotel Papa Echo, and in this podcast, you're going to hear my personal picks of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications. Whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals, I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. A big welcome, especially to you. Yes, you. We're up to podcast 68. And perhaps when we get to 100, we'll review some of the past news items and see what turned out to be true, what turned out to be false, what did and what didn't happen. OK, well, a bit of sad news to start off with this time. The de-expedition to the very remote and highly sought-after Bouvet Island, about 1,500 kilometres off the south coast of South Africa, is off. And it looks like the coronavirus pandemic is to blame. The global pandemic has impacted the expedition charter vessel business very hard, and this includes the venerable RV Braveheart, which has provided outstanding safety and service to many de-expeditions. The team, hoping to activate Bouvet Island using 3 Yankee Zero Juliet, had signed a contract with Braveheart. Bouvet is located approximately halfway between South Africa and Antarctica. Recently, the team was informed that Braveheart will be sold, and as a result, Nigel Jolly will no longer be associated with the ship, so their contract with the ship has been cancelled and their deposit will be refunded. This is a very disappointing development for all involved. The team say that, at this time, they're cancelling the 3Y0J de-expedition. They've ceased accepting donations and will begin refunding 100% of the donations using the same method as they were received, that is, PayPal, cash or cheque. This process will take several weeks to sort out, so the team asks donors to please be patient. Represented by Paul, November 6 Papa Sierra Echo and Kenneth, Lima Alpha 7 Golf India Alpha, the 3Y0J team wishes to thank all of the donors and sponsors that gave so generously to this project. They will continue to research other ships and possibly find another suitable vessel for a future project. If, like me, you contributed to your National Amateur Radio Society's latest survey on the state of amateur radio, I imagine you're keen to hear some results. Well, the International Amateur Radio Union has started its series of workshops during which they've begun to examine the data provided by their member societies. Here's a report on the first workshop. On June the 12th, IARU Region 1 and its member societies continued the workshop addressing the future of amateur radio. Member societies prepared analysis on strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats to amateur radio. 
To get a significant outcome, many asked their members for extensive input. These results were shared during the meeting, showing that, over the region, there are many common issues, but also differences, dependent on the particular environment in which the society operates and its geographical location. To understand the differences on a more detailed level, the national societies from South Africa, Serbia, Tunisia and Spain shared their findings in a more extensive manner. In the afternoon, the session continued in breakout groups, leading to interactive discussions, refining the outcome of the morning's presentations. With this valuable information, a good foundation has been laid for the forthcoming sessions, including the final workshop in October later this year. The IARU has published a slide showing the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats identified from the survey held by the RSGB and other member societies. The key points identified in the slide make interesting reading. Under strengths, the strong and diverse amateur radio community was highlighted, as well as good relationships with regulators. The public service element of amateur radio was also quoted. Some weaknesses in amateur radio included how the hobby is portrayed and a lack of motivation and capability within the community. There was also concern about recruitment and retention, as well as the demographic of the amateur population. The IARU member societies identified opportunities as working to grow recruitment, develop technology and further support emergency communications, finding ways to improve the image of amateur radio and becoming more involved with STEM subjects, that's science, technology, engineering and mathematics. Threats to amateur radio that were commonly identified were increasing noise levels in the radio spectrum, loss of parts of that spectrum, and more generally where amateur radio loses out to more powerful competitors, and the quality of relationships with the authorities. Further information and the summary slide can be viewed at www.iaru-r1.org. You're listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment or a question, pop us over an email. Our address is vibes at southgatearc.org. That's vibes at southgatearc.org. You never know, we might feature your message in a future edition. Towards the end of this year, there will be several events to mark the first transatlantic message by radio, and a lot of work has already started behind the scenes, and there's an opportunity for all UK amateurs to take part. On the 12th of December 1921, Paul Godley to Zulu Echo, located in Scotland, received the first complete and verified amateur radio shortwave transatlantic message ever sent from a station based in Greenwich, Connecticut, call sign One Bravo Charlie Golf. This reception was during the second of four transatlantic tests coordinated between the ARRL and the RSGB, which started on the 7th of December 1921 for a period of 10 days. After arriving in England, Godley's initial station setup was in London. This location, however, proved unsuitable as it was hampered by local noise. Before leaving London, Godley discussed his plans with both Guillermo Marconi and Harold Beveridge, who were coincidentally in London too. 
After a brief reconnoitre of Scotland, Godley, with the assistance of the local Glasgow-based Marconi company, finally settled on Ardrossan as the site to conduct his reception experiments. For these experiments, Godley had a special permit issued by the GPO. Godley used state-of-the-art receiving apparatus, which was a Paragon Regenerative Receiver and an Armstrong Superheterodyne Receiver, hence his nickname Paragon Paul. Godley also erected a 1,300-foot beverage antenna system, which was to be the first installation and use of a beverage antenna system in the UK. Over the coming months, the RSGB's Radcom magazine will be including detailed articles on the history of the series of transatlantic tests and explaining how you can take part in a number of events celebrating their centenary. The Crocodile Rock Amateur Group are celebrating the centenary of Paul Godley's success in collaboration with North Ayrshire Council. With the assistance of the GMDX Group, the special event stations Golf Bravo 2 Zulu Echo and Golf Bravo 1002 Zulu Echo respectively will be operating from the 1st to the 28th of December 2021. These stations will be operating from both the original site in Ardrossan and from the North Ayrshire Heritage Centre, located at Saltcoats. North Ayrshire Council will be hosting an exhibition celebrating Paul Godley and his transatlantic tests conducted in Ardrossan. Local primary and secondary school children will also benefit from this exhibition through an active and appropriate STEM theme that will include radio communications. For the benefit of all UK and Crown Dependency radio amateurs, the CRAG have negotiated the rare two Zulu Echo suffix, which can be used between the 1st and 28th of December 2021. The suffix can be used in conjunction with your own call sign, so it's your own call sign stroke to Zulu Echo. At the time of this news update, over in the USA, preparations are also underway by the ARRL to commemorate the December 1921 transatlantic tests with an operating event which will be held in December 2021. More will be explained in later RADCOM issues. So why don't you or your club get involved in the celebrations by using the two Zulu Echo suffix and have some fun with the unfolding celebration event? Crocodile Rock Amateur Group is keen to welcome volunteers with all aspects of the centenary celebrations and particularly with operating, logistics and heritage archive coordination. The team are particularly looking for a portable mast, for example. To volunteer or assist, please contact Bob Alexander, Golf Mike Zero Delta Echo Quebec or Robbie Venard, Golf Mike Zero Sierra Echo India. Their email addresses can be found at qrz.com. You are listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. It's all about radio and the wider world of communications. I picked out some of the latest stories from Southgate Amateur Radio News, and you can find a lot more by going to southgatearc.org. Spin across the amateur bands and you'll hear a lot of people discussing and wondering about how Solar Cycle 25 is going to perform, because it hasn't been all that spectacular yet, has it? Some scientists, who some consider mavericks or even heretics, are putting forward some new research, which may suggest that, whilst a slow starter like me in the mornings, Cycle 25 might be just about to explode into activity. What was I saying about checking over old news stories and seeing which ones came true? 
According to spaceweather.com, something big may be about to happen on the Sun. It's called the termination event, and it could kickstart Solar Cycle 25 into a higher gear. A handful of solar physicists are bucking conventional wisdom to promote this idea, and we will soon find out if they're correct. If you've never heard of the termination event, you're not alone. Many researchers have never heard of it either. It's a relatively new idea in solar physics, championed by Scott McIntosh, a solar physicist at the National Centre for Atmospheric Research in the USA, along with colleague Bob Learman of the University of Maryland. According to the two scientists, vast bands of magnetism are drifting across the surface of the Sun. When oppositely charged bands collide at the equator, they annihilate or terminate. There's no explosion. This is magnetism, not antimatter. Scott McIntosh said that if the Terminator event happens soon, as he expects, New Solar Cycle 25 could have a magnitude that rivals the top few since record-keeping began. This is, to say the least, controversial. Most solar physicists believe that Solar Cycle 25 will be weak, akin to the anemic Solar Cycle 24, which barely peaked back in 2012-13. Orthodox models of the Sun's inner magnetic dynamo favour a weak cycle and do not even include the concept of terminators. The researchers said that they found that the longer the time between each cycle's terminator, the weaker the next cycle would be. Conversely, the shorter the time between terminators, the stronger the next solar cycle would be. Solar Cycle 25 is shaping up so that its terminator event is coming only 10 years since the terminator event that began Solar Cycle 24. Previous solar cycles with such short intervals have been amongst the strongest in recorded history. These ideas may be controversial, but they have a virtue that all scientists can appreciate. They're testable. If the termination event happens soon and Solar Cycle 25 skyrockets, these researchers may be onto something. Time will tell. You can read much more and see some diagrams at spaceweather.com. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time, this is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.